Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Morning Coffee with Larry Quicksall. And this coffee sure does taste good this morning. <laughs> it smells good, too. Hey, I'm glad you joined me today. Uh, today is uh, February 19th, 2019. It is hard to believe we're over halfway through February. Um, in some ways, this winter has gone slow. In other ways, it's gone pretty quick. So if the groundhog was correct and we were uh, not going to have six more weeks of winter, then I'm about ready. <laughs> anyway, I hope you're having a great day today. I hope your week uh, was good yes, you know, so far. Yesterday was President's Day and Washington's birthday. So if you had to work, uh, thank you very much for doing so. If you had the day off, I hope you enjoyed it. I had yesterday off and spent uh, a lot of uh, time working on some little things, including, isn't it amazing how much or how quickly your hard drive space <laughs> gets eaten up with different things? I've been doing a lot of video and audio, which uh, actually consumes a lot of of memory on the hard drive, so I wound up having to buy one of these little uh, external hard drives at the rec you know I've been looking at one for a while and and uh, uh, saw one that my son had over the weekend and it was like you know what this I just need to get it and start moving some files there to free up space in my hard drive so I wound up freeing up about a third of my hard drive space. Uh, with some of the different things that I moved. And now I think my laptop is probably going to perform a little bit better. Uh, it doesn't perform well when you have less than 1% available. <laughs> so anyway, um, grab your cup of coffee and uh, we'll get uh, moving forward here. Uh, this morning's topic I want to talk about is boundaries. And boundaries have actually, it's, they, they've been in the news quite a bit. Not, I'm not turning this into a political uh, statement or anything like that, but it is, uh, you know, talking about the boundaries of countries. That's a type of boundary, and it does tie in with the topic. You know, when we think of boundaries, you know, we can think about national boundaries uh, and, uh, uh, some boundaries between nations uh, have a divider uh, that you can physically see, and others, it may be just an imaginary line in the sand or in the forest or in the water. Uh, some, uh, some boundaries come natural. Uh, there are different countries whose boundaries are rivers, and that's a natural one, or their boundary is an ocean, again, which is a natural one. And it makes sense to say this is where, you know, we end and you begin kind of a thing. Um, there's also different boundaries that uh, are on more of a local level. We have state boundaries here in the state of Illinois. We have a boundary on one side, which is the Mississippi River. Again, a natural boundary. We have one to the southeast, which is the Ohio River. Again, a natural boundary. 
We have one that goes up part of the way on the east, which is the uh, Wabash River. Again, a natural one. And then we have this line that's drawn. And it goes straight up into uh, uh, Lake Michigan. And that, again, is another natural boundary. Then it curves around the lake, and it, we have another one that goes east and west that borders us with uh, Wisconsin, and it's a man-made line-drawn boundary. If you are in east-central Illinois, and I'm trying to think of the road that it is on, there is, you come to a point where you have the state line between Illinois and Indiana. And there is a farm there that is called State Line Farm. And the house, I believe, is in Indiana. And the barn across the barn lot is in Illinois. And uh, that, you know, again, the line is drawn there. Uh, so they wound up how they wound up there and had the farm on that location exactly. I'm sure there's a story behind it. I just don't know it. But... We'll hear about, you know, consequences or decisions that center on these kind of boundaries. Uh, just uh, this weekend, the movie Footloose was on TV. And there's one part of it, you know, where they are, the, uh, the characters are trying to figure out how to have this dance. And uh, the, uh, uh, the point is made that the uh, the laws that applied to their town forbidding dancing only went as far as the railroad tracks. And uh, on the other side of the tracks, that was outside of the city limits. And that they could have their dance at the feed mill. And it was right by town, but it was outside the jurisdiction uh, with those uh, uh, city uh, ordinances, city laws. You know, there's also uh, family boundaries and property boundaries on the local level. If you remember the Flintstones, uh, those of you who watched it uh, uh, live on TV or the younger ones who've probably only seen it in uh, YouTube videos, if you have, Fred and Barney, they had uh, a wall between their properties. And uh, a lot of times there was a lot of arguing and fighting across that wall. Uh, there's an old saying, good fences make good neighbors. And there's definitely some truth to that. Um, you know, in thinking about warfare and when what happens when countries don't get along. You know, we had the Flintstones, Fred and Barney weren't getting along. But we also have countries when if they are not getting along, then there may be a, uh, a serious boundary wall placed there. Um, after World War One and the devastation that was caused to France, uh, the French people, French government, they built what was called the Maginot Line, and it was a long fortified boundary wall uh, that was in the area that was most expected for an invasion from Germany in the future. Um, the Germans, though, made a different plan and went through a forest that they didn't think they'd be able to travel through and just bypassed it. You also have, following um, the as part of the Cold War, you had a lot of people that were leaving the parts of Germany that had been captured by the Russians at the close of World War II, 
And uh, in order to keep the people in, they created what was known as the Berlin Wall. And it went right through the city of Berlin, where it had been divided after the war in the in the uh, peace treaty. And uh, you know, eventually, it came down in the 1980s. Um, on a personal level, I mean, I'm just having some fun with these examples. So if it's too boring, just skip ahead. But for those of you who watch WKRP in Cincinnati, Les Nessman, he had some boundaries. He wanted to have walls for his office, and so he put tape on the wall or on the floor. And that became, you know, a running joke in the series. Uh, Les was, uh, uh, didn't feel like he was being respected. He felt like he had to stand firm to get, uh, uh, he had expectations of how he should be treated as the, the, the news anchor. And he wasn't, and he didn't have his own office, so he created one with tape on the floor. You see, when you, when you think about um, the need for boundaries. Um, you're th- there's, there's three words, actually four words, that you're really going to be thinking about. And I want to pose those words to you as I talk a little bit more on a personal level about boundaries. The first one has to do with relationships. Boundaries occur between, you know, two different people or two different groups of people. And it has to do with the relationship that they have. And what are the expectations by each party for that relationship? So I want you to think about expectations. Then I want you to think about the word respect. And respect has to do with those expectations of the relationship. And finally, I want you to think about trust. Trust is often based on past performance regarding those expectations and the level of respect. And depending on how those things are in a relationship, we'll, we'll see, you know, you'll see what the trust actually looks like. So, what kind, what kind of boundary issues do you maybe have in your life? when you think about the people that you have good relationships with, do you have kind of a mutual expectation for that relationship? You know, think about some really good close friends that you have. Do you have the same expectation? There's a good chance that it's pretty similar. And do you have a level of respect, mutual respect for each other? Well, if it's a good relationship, if it's one that you feel good about and it seems to work out, probably you do. And as a result, do you trust that person? Now, I'm not saying you trust them 100%, but do you trust them regarding that relationship? You know, uh, I have a relationship with an oil change place here in Effingham. And whenever I go, you know, I'm not there, you know, every day, every week, every month. Frankly, I'm not even there every three months. I'm a bad boy when it comes to oil lately. Um, But the people recognize me. 
or at least they give the strong impression that they do. And there's a couple that work there that I know that they know me. We know each other. And I can, I have an expectation that they're going to, you know, take care of my oil. But if they see something that they're going to bring it to my attention and it's not going to be like a high pressure sale. I have that expectation and they treat me with respect. And I really, really like that. They give me service with a smile. They thank me every time that I'm there. They do not take me for granted. That's a wonderful expectation. And as a result, I recommend a lot of people to go to that place. And I will stick with them as long as that continues. As long as we have that, because there's trust. Now, there was another place in town where I used to always take my car. And they had demonstrated in the same way that they had... Uh, that they wanted to have a relationship with me uh, for business, that they had a high set of expectations, and they exceeded my expectations by far. I had a lot of respect for them. I could trust them. It was wonderful. They changed owners a couple of times, and finally they came to a new ownership and new staff, and all those expectations and respect and trust disappeared. And sadly, I left, I left there. I took my business elsewhere um, because that changed. I changed, the, you know, there became a different boundary. We stopped having relationship business-wise. So think about, uh, you know, those good relationships and what that's like. Now, think about the relationships where there's pain. There's misgiving. You don't trust but you're still in some sort of a tight relationship. Well, that may be one where there's a boundary issue. Let's look at that. Do you have a different set of expectations inside that relationship with the other person? Do you have, I mean, it's probably not the same. It may be where you expect them to treat you a certain way and they keep breaking that boundary. They don't, they don't follow that expectation. It's kind of like if your next door neighbor started planting a garden on your side of the property line. Would you have a problem? Well, would you? If they put up a fence and they put the fence 15 feet on your side of the property line, would you have a problem? If they start parking their cars on your side, would you have a problem? Yeah, because those kind of violate expectations. So then I'm going to ask the question, do they know there's a problem? So this is where communication about boundaries and expectations needs to take place. You know, it may be like the kid in the, you know, in grade school who's uh, a person who sits next to him, you know, torments them. Well, they need to say, would you stop that? Make a clear expectation. If I'm going to sit next to you, I expect you not to be throwing, you know, paper wads or spit wads at me. I don't like that. Stop it. So you have to communicate. Now. Here's where it comes in the next part, which is respect. Does the other person respect the boundary? And do you respect the boundary once it's been defined? 
If you respect the boundary, great. If you don't, there's going to be a problem because now it's the person is pushing past it. We have a, ba- a, a national boundary wall uh, with Canada, and I've crossed it a few times, and they have what's called ports of entry for getting into Canada, and you're supposed to follow those rules, and if you don't, then there's, there's a problem if you don't respect those. You can get fined by uh, their national government. You can be arrested by their national government. It just depends on what the offense is. Uh, you know, if you, uh, when there's not a, a level of respect, which is really probably what a lot of people are seeing with the issue on our, the United States southern border, uh, then that's where problems come in. When there is respect from both sides, whether it's a nation, whether it's neighbors, or whether it's you know co-workers or family members, then things go well. But if there is disrespect, then you have to look at how well do you trust that person? Because that ties into what your behavior is. Are you trusting them, but they're not respecting that trust? And if you are not able to trust them in certain things, do you need to make certain changes to your behavior to defend your your boundary and to defend and protect yourself? If you're in a relationship with a person, co-worker, neighbor, friend, spouse, family member, and they routinely cross those expectation lines of the relationship, you need to defend yourself about that, or you wind up getting hurt over and over again. So what behaviors do you make, if you have already talked with them about it, and they disrespect the expectation, then what kind of behaviors do you need to do to defend yourself. So maybe it's where there's maybe there's certain conversations or certain topics that you cannot have with that person. Maybe you can talk on certain subjects but you can't on others. And in order to maintain the good relationship, you put up a boundary wall there that says we're not talking about these things. Or you have somebody that comes over to your house and they act like a slob and they don't want to leave. Maybe you want to continue the relationship, but you have to put up a different kind of boundary wall where you don't invite them to your house. Maybe you meet somewhere else, and uh, or you go to their house. But based upon the lack of respect over the expectations, you have to make those kind of decisions on you know, what your behavior is going to be. Um, you don't want to, you know, do overkill on that. You know, there's people that I have worked with in therapy where it's like, well, if they're if they're not going to do this, I never want to see them again. Okay, you got that as a choice, but that may be a hard decision, especially if it's inside the family. But it doesn't mean that you can't have discussions about the expectations, express concerns about the respect, and then put limits based upon the level of trust that you have. You know, I used to uh, be able to have, years ago, 
not have to lock the house. And that works fine. But if there's all of a sudden there's, you know, uh, you know, burglaries, theft that's occurring in your neighborhood, then you may have to change that, that behavior of leaving your house unlocked or leaving your car unlocked due to trust. And there may be certain elements then that you have to modify in order to, you know, defend and protect yourself. But what happens if there's a meeting of the minds? What happens if there is a restoration and a finding of mutual views regarding expectations and there is a respect for those? Then that may be where those walls can come down. They can be modified. You know, in Europe, there used to be strong walls where in order to go from one country to the other, you had to have, you know, go through border checkpoints. You had to have your passports. With the formation of the European Union, those member countries, they, they came to a common agreement and expectation, and so they now have removed those checkpoints, those border crossings between those nations in the formation of the European Union. Now, if there becomes problems between two countries, then that may be modified again. So in relationships with family, with friends, with coworkers, with neighbors, you know, you have to, to be looking at what is the boundaries? Are they, are they too strong? Or are they too weak? Or are they just right for the relationship? All right. Well, this segment has gone on longer than I anticipated, so I will wrap up uh, my portion today. There's a couple of really good books that are out there. Uh, actually, I take that back. There's, there's one that I wanted to talk about and recommend. It's called Boundaries. And let me pull up here. The, the full title is Boundaries. When to say yes, when to say no, take control of your life. It's by Dr. Henry Cloud and Dr. John Townsend. And it's available, of course, at Amazon, uh, Walmart. Um, and it's, uh, it's a great little book. It has been uh, around for years, and it's, it's good. So I'll put a link to that in the show descriptions. So um, anyway, well, I will let you all go for today. Have a great one. Make the most of it. Bye.